Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be to do great work and thrive. Right. What if long lists of words and memorizing definitions and then absolutely zero application of the words themselves were not essential ingredients of your vocabulary program? What if instead coming up with a vocabulary system was fun, easy, and actually helped your students not only build their word base, but had them using their new words in their essays and class discussions? because that is entirely possible. And Caitlin's going to be talking to us about all of that today. I'm so excited for this. And if you know anything about Caitlin, you know that she believes in working smarter, not harder. And years ago, when I was teaching with her at our school in Los Angeles, she saw the vocabulary books that she was given at the start of the school year. And she didn't really see evidence of student growth with them. So she decided, you know what, I'm going to make some small tweaks to how I teach vocabulary. And then over the years with her seventh and eighth graders, She refined those small tweaks into a full-blown vocabulary system that she swears by. And I have to say, like, I distinctly remember my classroom was right across the hall from her. I can picture it so clearly, her teaching vocabulary to those seventh graders and those eighth graders, and then hearing them use their vocabulary words in the hallways at recess. And Caitlin would be like, oh, I heard it. Okay. I'm marking that down. (laughs) And I was like, what are they doing in there? Like it was just so effective. And over time in EB, you know, she shared bits and pieces of this system at batch planning events or at different trainings, but we wanted to like get all the details in one go-to spot for you so that you can implement this system in your own classroom and you can watch what happens. So basically I just get to interview you today. It'll be fun. Awesome. And EB Teachers Club members, you have access to Caitlin's exact vocabulary system, along with all the words, the graphic organizers, the quizzes, everything you need. And you can actually use one of your monthly coupon codes on it. And you have everything ready to go to set up a successful vocab system in your classroom. And it's so cool. It's actually broken down by fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So even if you teach multiple grades, you're good to go. And this all stemmed because teachers kept asking for this, Caitlin, Mm -hmm. during batch planning live, like I'm sitting there, you know, when I'm not, um, talking, I'm reading that chat and I'm taking notes and it came up so many times of like, I wish they just had a system like Caitlin's or I want to do what Caitlin does. So (laughs) you asked, we answered and we delivered. I'm so excited for the resource to be available. I mean, it's been months in the making, in the making, it's a beast of a resource, but it's going to be so good. Um, so we're basically just going to get all the dirt from you today. All the okay. details, the nitty gritty. Right. <laughs> Sounds <So> good. <laughs> I want to know before you came up with this system of your own, like what was vocabulary like in your classroom? What'd you like about it? What'd you not like about it? What were you using? Okay. So that's a great question. So when I taught high school, cause I taught high school first for four years mm-hmm. before I moved down to middle school, um, we had that sadly or Oxford orange book vocabulary book that there's like a through I don't know, G or something. Okay. And I just did what the other teachers did at the school, which was assign pages, grade them and give an, uh, a test. And it literally, like, I didn't even remember the words. 
to be honest with you. I was like, this is stupid. Like this is literally doing nothing. It is memorization, short-term memorization that is going out the window. It's a waste of time that they're doing these books. It's a waste of my time to sit there and grade them. Like I just didn't see the, the value of setting vocabulary up in that way. That's not to say that, um, doing some of those activities can sometimes go work well, but the way that it was structured in every week, this is what we're going to do. You have 20 new vocabulary words. You're going to do these five activities in your book. We're going to grade them on Friday. And then you're going to have your test. Like literally did nothing for anybody. Um, so, but that's what I did when I taught high school. And then when I came to middle school, when we taught together, um, there was, a middle school looking vocabulary book. So not a sadly or Oxford one middle school looking. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm looking at it and I did it for like the first, I don't know, week or two, because the principal wanted us to. And I was like, screw this. I'm like, I am not doing this again. Like this is not helping. It's not working. These words actually, quite frankly, are kind of dumb. They're not having students, you know, go to a higher level. It's not pushing them at all. Um, and so I was like, screw it. I'm just doing something totally different. So I didn't really actually like anything. I was just going to say about that. anything so there was that I was doing initially. You like. It almost sounds like to, it wasn't really intentional. It was like, okay, I'm just doing it because I have the book. I'm required to do it. And I'll just squeeze it in almost like totally. take the test and move yes. on. Yes. And then the tests themselves too, because they were like multiple choice, synonym, antonym, um, some fill in the blank. I don't. I just didn't feel like students really knew how to use the words. Mm -hmm. Like they knew the definition. They knew the part of speech, but they didn't know how to actually use it in a sentence. It wasn't showing me that they really understood the word. It was like, I memorized it and I memorized Mm -hmm. the synonyms type thing. Zero application, zero application. Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess that's, I'm guessing why you felt the need to say like, okay, I'm going to do it myself because yes. I want to see my students apply. Yes. And I will tell you this is <laughs> vocabulary is an interesting conversation for me. Um, because when I went to my most recent school that I was my last school that I was at before, um, I retired, I like to say retired from teaching <laughs> because I feel bad saying I left. Cause I didn't feel like that. Right. When you're still um, in education. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that, that this was the breaking point for me because when I came to that school, vocabulary was still being done in a little bit like the way that it was done at the high school. Cause I didn't have full say because I was team teaching and we were talking about for the next school year at a faculty meeting. And, um, I was getting a lot of pushback on wanting to do vocabulary my way. And that was the catalyst for me. I was already thinking about retiring because I was so busy, right? Trying yeah. to do everything with EB and teaching part-time at the time that I, I, that's when I called you. Right. No, it's so funny. You're saying this because I, right after that, meeting. I remember the phone call, like I was at work too. And she called me and she's like, that's it. I'm done. I'm leaving. And like, you were telling me about this faculty meeting. I guess I just never knew it stemmed from the vocab situation. Yes, it stemmed from the vocab because I still, wow. I feel so passionately about not doing it the way that I was doing it before. And that was being done a little bit still in the classroom. And it felt like such a disservice to me that I was like, forget it. Like, I am not going to fight this fight anymore. I'm going to fight the fight in a different way. That's going to impact education in a much larger capacity. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's the honest truth of it. Fascinating. I mean, obviously it's deeper than just vocabulary, but it was like not feeling respected. That was the the catalyst. That's so fascinating. I was like, yeah. All right. So at the school that we worked at together, that when you were coming up with your own vocabulary system, like walk us through it. What 
what did that even look like? Where were yep. you getting your words from? What were you giving students on a weekly basis? Like all the things. Totally. So what I wanted to do and what I did do with my seventh and eighth graders coming from high school, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to treat them like middle schoolers. Like I'm going to take them to the next level. Like I'm going to push them. And so I actually used my high school level, sadly, or Oxford book, vocabulary book to take my words from for my seventh and eighth graders. Cause again, the book that I had for middle school was like, just not challenging them. It was not sure. pushing them. It were, it, they were words that I didn't think were going to help them. Um, in terms of like spending the time to memorize them as vocabulary words. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I wanted words that they were actually going to use in their essays, that they were actually going to use in the world, um, words that I was using in my vocabulary anyways. So I really like the sadly or Oxford book for the words and where, what the words are. There are different levels. So you'd have to pick which level works best for mm -hmm. your students. If you're going to take the same concept. So basically what I did is I used that book solely for my words and my tests. And I'll tell you what I did with the test that was different. So every Monday I would introduce five new vocabulary words to my students. And we would, I would give them the word, the part of speech and the definition, and I'd write it on the board for them. So I wasn't having them go look in a dictionary. Like I was giving them the definition that I wanted that came from the sadly Oxford book. And as we are introducing ourselves to the words every Monday, I had my students create vocabulary cards and vocabulary card included on one side, the word, and then on the other side, five different parts to it. There's a box for the part of speech, a box for the definition, a box for two synonyms and two antonyms, a box for a personal association and a box for a sentence. So it was like four at the top and one long one at the bottom for the sentence. Does that make sense? Yep. You can like visualize it. I can't. And so I would introduce the words to them. They'd write at like that part down that they already had. And then together as a class, we would talk about, well, what, what synonyms do you think work for this word or what antonyms? So it was like discussions around these five words, same thing with the personal association. So I always like to use this example of atrophy. And I remember this personal association from high school. I remember it because you've shared it now <laughs> so many times, literally 20 years ago, my high school English teacher shared this atrophy personal association <laughs> with me. And I'll never forget it that a trophy wastes away in your closet. So atrophy means to waste away. And like a hundred percent, like I know that word because of that personal association. And so we do that together as a class, we will share personal associations because sometimes kids have a hard time coming up with their own personal association. Some are really obscure that don't make sense that actually aren't helping them. So we work on that together on this Monday with these five words. And so we'll do five words every single week. Can I ask then, why five words? Yeah. Cause I know in the like, books, it's usually like 20, 20 or 10, 15, because I yeah. think it's digestible. And I think mm -hmm. that they're actually going to use those words in their vocabulary. I don't, I didn't, I didn't study this. All I know is when I taught them 20 words a week, it didn't stick. Yeah. And when I taught them 10 words a week, it still didn't stick. When I did five words a week, it was manageable. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because there's more to what we do on a weekly basis, mm -hmm. um, that I think makes it very meaningful in those five words. I also think of myself learning a new language. I don't know if, I mean, I've taken yeah. Italian classes and I've Same. done Duolingo for a hundred years and I'm still not fluent in Italian. Um, but it's really hard for me to learn more than five words a day in a different language. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. on an app. And so granted these are middle school students. We're doing five words a week. Um, but I think that there's power in 
less is more sometimes. For sure. You know, I like that. And then one more question. question. I am. So on Mondays, you're giving them these words. You're doing that graphic organizer that you talked about. How long is that all taking? I 10 minutes. Okay, cool. Yep. 10 minutes. And if we don't have time to like finish doing all of the personal associations or synonyms, antonym sentences, it's for homework and the vocabulary cards are checked on the day of the test. Okay. Which I'll so talk they have about like a in few a few days to do it. If they, they actually, yes. Got so, it. so I'm, I'm not sure like what's the best like route to tell everybody everything in terms of like not messing like logical sequence of sharing with you up. Um, but every other Friday there was a vocabulary test on 10 words. So on that test day, I would have them put their vocabulary cards laid out on their desk and I'd go around and check all of them. Does that make sense? sense? Yes, it does. So I would give them five minutes to study before the test. They'd all have their cards out studying while I was checking them. And it was literally like, if you did 10 cards, you got 10 points. If you did, if one card was missing one thing, you got zero credit for that card. So they had to be 100% complete to get credit for the completion of that vocabulary card. Okay. So five words every Monday and then every other Friday, a 10 word Okay. And I I think that if you have higher level students, like high school, you could probably do 10 words a week Mm -hmm. and then 20 words on your test every other Friday or a test every Friday with those 10 words. Sure. Like I think the high school, I think high schoolers have a little bit more capacity for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep going though. Yeah. So we do our five words on Monday and then we'll take one word. That's a focus word every day that week. Okay. So if Monday was the first word was atrophy, that would be the word that we'd focus on on Monday. And what that means is I, as the teacher made a super, um, intentional, uh, intention (laughs) (laughs) to use that word in my speech throughout the day. So I'm using that word consistently for them. So I have to think about it. Right. And it's on the board and it's something like I'm very intentional about and aware of, and they are too. And what's cool is students get extra credit for using any of those vocabulary, those five vocabulary words from that week in my class. If they use it in a class discussion, if they use it in a paper that they're writing a silent debate that they're writing on the board Mm -hmm. and they use that word, they're going to get an extra credit point. And I was able to rally the other teachers behind my cause. So I had Mr. Laner in eighth grade. He knew all of the words for that week. He'd put them on a little piece of paper on his podium. And if a student used his word in one of the words in history class, they got an extra point in freaking history class. Same thing with math, with Mrs. Bush, same thing in science or uh, yeah, science. Who was our science teacher? Mrs. Well, Bush. Mrs. Bush did both. Yeah. Math and science. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, so everyone's bought in. So it becomes this culture of words, right. With the other teachers that it is this important that the other teachers care about it enough to be paying attention to it in their class and to give you extra credit points for it. Well, and it's authentic. It's hundred percent, but I love that. Yes. And you could go even as far as to give all of the teachers in your school, the list every Monday, and ask them to participate in it with you too, because at recess, I know my students were using the words. And if I'm out there on yard duty doing recess, they're going to come tell me, or I'm going to hear it. Um, they're going to get an extra credit point during basketball using a freaking vocab word. It's just, so you know cute. what I mean? They're going to stop their game and it is me. like, and they it do is. it. That's, it sounds cheesy, but like students will do this. And it becomes, it becomes almost competitive. Yeah. Like I had, like, there were a couple students where I was like, dude, you got to lay off a little bit. Like you're being a little, um, 
overzealous, which I appreciate. <laughs> Good vocab word. <laughs> which I appreciate and is maybe negating like other people's ability to participate. Uh, so you might have to, you know, massage it a little yeah. bit in that regard, but it is very cool, um, especially to have that focus word where you as the teacher get the responsibility to show them this is a word that is freaking used. It's not some word that is just in a vocab book that you're never going to see again for the rest of your life and that you're not going to use. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Does that, do I, need I love to that? More yeah, details? No, you're good. Okay. okay. So they have their words. You have your intention for the day. Good to go. Any other parts to your system throughout the week? No. And the thing that's beautiful about it is it's so simple. If a student yeah. gets an extra credit point, like I just had their list of names and I put a one on my podium. And then it's participation grade, extra credit point. And like participation is such a small percentage of the overall grade, but they don't know that they, they see it as an extra credit point. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like we're not, we're not tricking them, but it's not like they're going to get an A because on, you know, they don't do anything else in their class. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. It is really simple. And so what benefits did you see aside from them using it? Like for extra credit, did you see like a natural flow? Cause I know sometimes like when we encourage students to use vocabulary words and it's great that they do it, but it's almost like, oh, it's so obvious totally. in their paper that they used it. Did you start them to see it like a natural progression yes. of like, oh, I yes. love that. Okay. Yes, hundred percent. And the reason being, I think is because I was authentically using them every yeah. day. And so I'd also remember as much as possible, like what words from the past, bringing those back in and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing too, is I think the way that the vocabulary cards were structured because I had them include two synonyms and two antonyms. And I can't remember, I have, no, I have no evidence to back this up of where this came from, but a hundred years ago, when I was in my master's program, I remember a teacher telling me, you know, if students can remember the synonyms and antonyms of a word, they're like 66% more likely to remember the definition and use the word properly. And so I always shared that with my students, like synonyms and antonyms aren't just, you know, to just have another box on your vocabulary Mm -hmm. card. Like they are incredibly purposeful on helping you know how to accurately use this word. So when they would take their tests, which I'll talk about in a second, they, a lot of them I noticed would replace the vocabulary word with the synonym in a sentence to see if it would make sense. So they were using the synonyms to really help them to see, okay, does this make sense? And I think that that's where the authentic use of the vocabulary words really came from for them was they, the synonyms, like they know those words, right? And here they have the, and it's not always, it doesn't always line up, right? but at least we're seeing students make the attempt at enhancing and broadening their vocabulary. So good. Yeah. Okay. Talk to us about these tests every yes. other Friday. Yeah. Okay. So there is a hundred percent, a time and place for test taking tests, like test taking skills tests. So multiple choice, true, false, um, what uh, analogies, you know, mm-hmm. all the stuff that you're going to see on like a high school placement test or the ACT or the SAT or whatever, the mm-hmm. yearly tests that you have to do all that stuff. There is a hundred percent time and place for that. I don't believe that it's in vocabulary because I think it takes away from students actually learning the vocabulary. Yeah, we could kill two birds with one stone, but I don't think that this is the opportunity to do that. I think that opportunity is um, available in other places here. I want students to authentically adopt these words into their vocabulary. And so what I did is I got, I got rid of the test from the book. Like I hated those tests, like with the freaking passion. I really didn't feel like it taught students, like students weren't really showing me what they knew. It was, here's what I've memorized, not what I know how to do. So what I did 
is I would give my students every other Friday, they'd have a test on 10 words. So I would give them 20 fill in the blank sentences, no word bank, no matching, no nothing. Like literally it was a piece of paper with blank fill in the blank sentences. So not only did students have to fill in the sentences with the words, they really had to know the definitions, the parts of speech, the words themselves, because I didn't even give them the words. Yeah, that's tough. And it was great because I'd, I'd hand out the, the test and students would immediately like turn it over to where there was like a little empty space on the backside. And they'd write down all the words, all the definitions, all the parts of speech, all their synonyms, and they'd create their own word bank. So here I'm already seeing how they've memorized the word, Mm -hmm. right? Which is what those other tests were showing, but this is like, they know it so much more. They're not remembering, oh, that one definition had that one word in it that I can match it to. Do you know what I mean? You do tricks. You don't actually know the word. And so then they'd use those words and I'd watch them. Like, like I said, like use the synonyms for some of them. And I'd see like the eraser mark and they put them, the real vocabulary word there. Mm -hmm. The words can be used zero times once, twice, three times, four times, five times, it doesn't matter. So there's no process of elimination either. Whoa. Yes. I, I mean, I like this, but I'm already like, who okay. <laughs> Mrs. Mitchell's intense, right? <laughs> well, but what I do like about that is you have the ability to, to differentiate for students who maybe need that extra support. Sure. hundred percent. The words, or you could give them the synonyms. So it's cool. Yes. And I didn't do that. <laughs> okay. I would have done that. <laughs> and the reason being is because I, I, I know that I can offer differentiation support to, I don't know. I, I have a very specific, I know who you're mind, but I don't want to say his yes. name um, to Joe, right. Yeah. Or Bob before we take the test, right. You know, yes, a hundred percent. There are students who are going to need differentiation, but when I was using this with my students, I did not. Um, but that's not to say that you, you don't have a yeah. student in that position that would need the differentiation right. from you. Yeah. Um, and so what was great too, is there are certain sentences on the test that multiple words work. So it was cool to see that too, watching students process of elimination of like, uh-huh. is this word better here or is this word better here? Because there is a better choice. So if there was a better choice for the word and they chose the better choice, they'd get the full point. But if they chose the one that works, but mm-hmm. it's the second best choice, they'd get a half a point for that one. Interesting. Oh, that's Does a that cool make- strategy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So that nice. was the test and that was it. Oh, sorry. And that was it. I mean, it's awesome. It's a great vocabulary system. I can see why you got the results. Yes. And so if there are listeners out there who are like, okay, I'm, I'm into this. I want to try this. Like a, yes, they can go use our EV resource with it, but do you have any, like just tips for them to get started in as we wrap this up? Yeah. Buy the sadly or Oxford book, pick which level that you want to do and use those words, start with five a week and the vocabulary cards hands down have to exist as a part of the strategy. And I'll tell you why. My eighth graders were so mad at me for these damn vocabulary cards. They were like, Mrs. Mitchell, we don't have to do them anymore. We totally Mm -hmm. like, we're good. I was like, okay, fine. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. their average test scores, I can't remember 96 or 97, some outrageous freaking number was their class average for their vocabulary tests. And I said, that's fine. We'll take the vocabulary cards away. If you want to keep doing them for support, you can keep doing them. If you don't, you don't have to, but we'll take them away for two weeks. And if your test scores go below, like I think I said, a 92% average, they're mm-hmm. coming back. 
And immediately the first test they took, it was like an 87% or 80, like it dropped significantly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, funny. Oh, those vocabulary cards are for a reason. (laughs) I guess we'll do them, Mrs. Mitchell. (laughs) And it was a great learning experience for them to see how well they those cards supported them in their learning. Yeah. It's a huge study skill that they're learning that way. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for walking us. Yeah. Through I feel like it was really, really helpful. So I'm Absolutely. glad I got all the details too. <laughs> and I feel a little bit like aggressive when I talk about it, but I am so passionate about it and it works so well. I love doing it with my students so much. And I am just thrilled that the EB team is working so hard to create that vocabulary resource for our EB teachers. So like Jessica said, if you're an EB teachers club member, we've taken this concept, we've put it into a resource for you with the words ready for you, with the tests, with everything um, that you need in order to successfully implement this strategy into your classroom. So if you're not an EB teachers club member yet, and you would like to be, we would love to have you add your name to our priority list. You can go to ebacademics.com forward slash membership, and you'll be the first to know when we allow new teachers to join us again. All right. Thanks for interviewing me, Jess. That was fun. That was so fun. (laughs) All right, you guys, we'll see you next week on the podcast. Bye everyone. Bye everybody.